2: Good day to you. I hope you're where you want to be on this Thanksgiving weekend. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's Most Popular Radio Travel Show, coming to you this weekend from Killarney, Ireland. Now, regular listeners know, I know that I only take the uh, show on the road maybe six, seven times a year, and only to special places. And where I am now certainly qualifies as a very special place. Killarney is in the county Kerry, and it's the center of tourism for the Ring of Kerry, which is a one hundred and seventy-nine-kilometer drive, circular drive that offers some of the most breathtaking scenery Ireland, ha- Ireland has to offer, from lakes to mountains to. Grand Forks, uh, forests and parks. Now this is this is a rugged country with wild beauty and the weather here can turn on a dime. It can be brilliantly sunny when you wake up and suddenly turn misty and gray and vice versa, four or five times a day. But as the Dublin writer Oscar Wilde once said, conversation about the weather is the last refuge of the unimaginative. So we're not going to dwell on that. Uh, Whatever the weather, there's a reason uh, that this is such a popular destination for visitors from not only Ireland, but also from abroad. About 40%, as we learned uh, uh, in an earlier interview, about 40% of the visitors to Killarney are American. People couldn't be more friendly and welcoming. Together we'll learn a bit more about this region this hour. We're going to meet a woman who will tell us how to trace one's Irish roots, if you're among the millions of Americans who claim an Irish heritage. We're also going to talk about an iconic Irish attraction, Thatched Roofs, we're going to talk with a pub owner who fears that's a fast-disappearing thing. But first I want to say this. You know, it should come as no surprise that the eruptions of violence in the Middle East are hurting tourism in that region. It's not just Israel, Egypt, Libya, and obviously Syria that are losing valuable tourism dollars. Neighboring states such as Jordan and Turkey are experiencing or beginning to experience a downturn of visitors as well. Until the recent fighting between Israel and Gaza began, both Israel and the West Bank had experienced a growth in tourism in 2012. Egypt, on the other hand, has struggled to attract the lucrative North American and European tourists who are a bit wary of the new Egyptian government, uh, but also about its ability to police the country. I certainly understand that tourism is hardly the lead story these days in that part of the world, but it is tourism that brings in much of the hard currency that can help destinations such as Jordan, Egypt, Libya, and their neighbors. Uh, Dr. David Bierman is the former Secretary of the Eastern Mediterranean Tourism Association based in Australia. He calls the economic weather vein, He calls tourism the economic weather vane of global stability. And right now, that weather vane is in bad shape. All right, let's get back to Ireland. Uh, Jerry O'Grady is the past CEO of the Killarney Chamber of Tourism and Commerce. His day job was as an executive with Chicago-based Sarah Lee, right here in Ireland. Uh, boy, he's a guy I would like to have known. When you're working at Sarah Lee, Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Today, Jerry's involved with the Hugh O'Flaherty Memorial Society and something called the called Walk Kill. Uh, and we're going to ask him about both those things. Let's start with that second matter. This is an amazing region to go walking in, isn't it? It
1: is. The the Killarney Valley is roughly about 15 miles by 15 miles, and within that we have some of the oldest oak woods in Ireland. We have some of the most beautiful lakes and historic islands and heritage islands, but we also have the highest mountains in Ireland. So literally from one into the other you've got the entire spectrum of Irish landscapes, and heritage-rich as well.
2: And, and these walking paths are well-marked and well-kept, is, is my understanding. The majority would be, but having said that, I think uh,
1: there's nothing like a free-to- roam option as well. And within the 26,000 acres of the National Park, then certainly you are free to roam, uh, which I think is important if somebody has a little bit of adventure in them.
2: Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I just, I I'm regret that since I got here, I haven't been able to go walking, but I intend to come back and uh, do exactly that. Okay. Um, do, if someone was planning a trip here and wanted to do some serious walking, would you recommend hiking boots, or will tennis shoes do it most seasons? No, I'd certainly recommend hiking boots or at least strong walking shoes. Okay. Uh,
1: because the uh, the underfoot conditions can vary from, a bit like the weather, can vary from quite smooth to pretty rough. So you might as well cover all options.
2: All right. Uh, now let's talk about the Hugh O'Flaherty Memorial Society. I had not he- heard of uh, Monsignor O'Flaherty until I looked him up on the web, knowing you are going to be a guest. But you obviously live and breathe this. Tell us about uh, Hugh O'Flaherty and who he was. Well, he was a very ordinary Irish uh, Killarney man, I suppose,
1: really, more than anything else, uh, who uh, joined the priesthood, went off to Rome to study to be a priest. Uh, He was to be assigned to a South African parish. That was the way things worked in those days. He'd been sponsored by the Bishop of Cape Town at the time. Um, But he proved to be such a wonderful scholar and such a wonderful diplomat uh, while he was in Rome that the Vatican held on to him. And they used him in the diplomatic service for quite a number of years. Uh, kept promising his bishop in Cape Town, he will be there, he'd be there, but of course he never did. Uh, and then they eventually brought him back in the 30s and put him into the Holy Office. They uh, gave him a senior position there and elevated him to the position of Monsignor. Uh, and then the world, Second World War happened.
2: And, so, and he turned out to be a pretty active priest during World War Two. or he Monsignor. Did.
1: He did. What happened was, obviously, initially he, he, helped, he found that he was a lot of the people that he was mixing with prior to the war um were anti-fascists and so when mussolini obviously came into power they were in difficulty so he went to great trouble to hide them and to help them Uh, then he had to do the same with the jews Um, but i suppose the big one at the end of the day was when mussolini was deposed and when italy surrendered and threw open the gates of the pow prisons you had a lot of prisoners literally free throughout italy then the the nazis came back into the picture Mm. and closed up all the prisons again and tried to recapture all the prisoners so he was suddenly confronted with prisoners all over Rome that he had to find safe houses for and give protection. And that's what he did for really, I suppose, if you like, the last nine months of World War II as far as Rome was concerned. Sounds to be like a movie. It was a movie, uh, Scarlet in the Black, starring Gregory Peck and Christopher Plummer. Ah. Uh, Gregory Peck played the Monsignor, and Christopher Plummer played uh, Herbert Kapler, who was the head of the special police in the Gestapo, And who had a contract out on uh, O'Flaherty for the last six months.
2: And what is the Memorial Society here in Killarney? Is this a new thing or is this something that's ongoing? We were founded in 2008 um, because there was a new book published in
1: 2008 called The Vatican Pimpernel, written by Brian Fleming. Uh, And this, I suppose, reinvigorated the interest not just in Killarney but also the realization that the Monsignor hadn't been acknowledged in his hometown. He'd been acknowledged by the U.S. government very quickly. In 1946, he was awarded the, um, the Medal of Freedom, uh, which I think was, for a non-American citizen... Very high honour. ...was almost unheard of. Right. Um, then he was honoured by the British government, who gave him the CBE, by the French government, who gave him the, um, the, uh, the Legion of Honour, and by the Italian government, ironically enough, who gave him the Medal of Valour. Uh, but not by his own country.
2: He wasn't uh, a hero in his hometown, yeah.
1: He wasn't. Uh, well, he was in his hometown, but not in his home country. Okay. So we set about in two thousand
2: and eight, putting that to right, and that's really what we're all about. Is there a website uh, that we can learn more, particularly about Walk? Uh, obviously, uh, you can look up um, the Monsignor's uh, name, Hugh O'Flaherty. Is there somewhere we can learn more about walking Killarney? Yeah. We well, we have two websites. The the Hugh O'Flaherty website is pretty straightforward. It's www.hughoflaherty.com.
1: And Walk Killarney is an element of the main Killarney.ie website.
2: All right, so, so it'll be go, to find. Yeah, if you go onto to Killarney.ie and click onto walking, it's all in there. And I'll put a link to this on my Facebook page, on my fan book page, Rudy Max, a TV show. Jerry O'Grady, I thank you for stopping in. Thank you. This town's filled with fascinating people, isn't it, Jerry? It is, yeah. Past and present. And future. I think it will be. I hope so. Nice to have you here. We'll be right back at Rudy Max's World in a moment. We're going to talk about tracing your ancestral roots in Ireland, how easy or how difficult that might be. We'll learn right after these messages. Stay with us.
0: Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
2: Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance.
3: Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40. With no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
0: The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour in the It's All Travel, All The Time radio show called Rudy Maxa's World. This hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Ireland. If you've ever thought about taking a trip to Ireland 2013, is the year to do it that's because ireland has issued an open invitation to the world called the gathering ireland 2013 a spectacular year-long celebration of ireland and all things irish maybe you have an irish name or irish roots in the family maybe you've studied in ireland worked in ireland enjoyed the music and food or maybe you just have a desire to see this beautiful country that's so rich in history and has so many stunning landscapes 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to ireland and be part of a worldwide gathering info at thegatheringireland.com. You'll see what else is planned for 2013 and how you can be a part of it. There'll be a special section on, on uh, County Kerry, and you can see what's going on here in 2013. To plan a vacation, also, you can check out discoverireland.com. You'll find a link to both these at our website, rudymaxa.com, under sponsors. Alright, a fascinating, fascinating subject to millions of Americans. No matter where your ancestors came from, there's a huge passion in America these days, and perhaps around the world, in finding out how you came from there and where those folks came from. My guest is Rachel uh, Foley. She is the owner of Ancestors from Ireland, who, who you specialize in helping folks trace their roots here, correct, That's Rachel? correct,
4: yeah. specialize in tracing their Irish ancestry. So if anybody needs to trace their ancestors, please contact me. <laughs>
2: okay, now how, I'm gonna give your website uh, in the course of our talk. Okay. Uh, how, how good are the records in Ireland? I know when the mass sort of emig- uh, emigration happened, that uh, some records weren't so well kept. Am I right or am I wrong?
4: You are right, but there are, you know, the last thing you want to do to anybody is say there's no hope. There's always hope for finding records. Now, we have very good church records. The church records begin around Ah. 1790, and um, you can trace them online on www.irishgenealogy.ie. They're free search for Kerry, and you can get them from parts of Dublin Cork, uh, and Monaghan to follow shortly, and there is a, a website called rootsireland.ie, which uh, gives you 65% of the rest of the church records online, but they're a uh, pay-per-view website. Um, you know, I,
2: I want to get those again, because I'm writing them down. irishgenealogy.ie goes back to 17 what?
4: 1790. Some of the earlier records begin in 1790.
2: And then the other one is rootsireland.com?
4: Uh, RootsIreland.com, that's uh, the Irish Family History Foundation and they have um, pay-per-view records for about 65% of the rest of of the the country.
2: Okay, so those are two sites where you can begin looking.
4: You can begin looking, yeah.
2: Now, what do you do as a specialist for someone who is looking for their roots here?
4: Okay, well what I ask people to do before they contact me is collate the family information themselves. You know, interview older family members, uh, look at tombstones, look at family papers, put your information together, and try locate a pref- a precise address in Ireland.
2: In other words, tell tell you everything they know.
4: Basically, tell okay. me everything they knew, know, talk to relations, cousins, collect the information, and then find a starting point. And once you have a starting point here in Ireland, you know there are a few steps you take. Looking at the church records, uh, number one. Civil records being now, an. Art-
2: can, can we pause right there? Are yeah. you, you would be willing to do this.
4: Absolutely.
2: So, if someone can't afford to come here and spend three or four weeks researching, yes. if they send you the information but they've reached a point where they can go no further, that's where you step in.
4: Absolutely. So, I you
2: will-, will. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. you will examine church records?
4: I will examine church records for them. I will examine civil records for them, census records, land records, and various other uh, records that might relate to the, the person's occupation or. Profession.
2: I know that I visited while I was in Dublin um, that fabulous uh, cemetery. Well, I fa- would we say fabulous cemetery, but an enormous cemetery um, that was started by Mr. O'Connell, uh, an Irish hero of the uh, uh, of the opposition, and they also had an extensive. A record of folks who were buried there, what their profession was, yes. what, where they lived, what they died of. So that's the kind of thing you'd be looking through.
4: Yes, and we are very lucky as well in County Kerry. We also have that a website. It's www.kerryburials.ie, And uh, that will give you all the burials for the local graveyards in County Kerry, all the county burial records. So that's a resource that maybe not a lot of counties in Ireland have, but we have in Kerry.
2: And how does someone compensate you for your service? Is it based on time or the difficulty of the project? Or?
4: Well, what I do is I look at um, the, the project first. And I look at what information may be av- available. I agree, agree a price then with the customer. If the customer's happy, then we proceed.
2: Have you had Americans come over and researched with you?
4: Um, I have, yeah, and I have somebody coming this summer that's going to do that, and I'm willing to do that with people. And also, you know, when you are researching for somebody, it's a personal thing. So you have to be willing to, you know, form a relationship with somebody and help them, because, you know, you're, you're involved, it's their family, it's very precious to them. You know, there are certain things, you know, you have to, you know, confidentiality, and, you know, there's a lot of professional, you know, decorum. That has to be applied when you are a genealogist and you know you definitely have to you know have empathy as well because when you're looking at people's families you you can see from you know the the family might have suffered a lot, and you might have to relay this information to the the descendants, and that could be quite difficult, too.
2: My guest is Rachel Foley. She's the owner of Ancestors from Ireland. The website is exactly that, ancestorsfromireland.ie. IE IE is the symbol designating Ireland, by the way. Ancestorsfromireland.ie, if you'd like more information. Okay, Rachel, I'm sure you've been stumped.
4: Yes, yes, yes. Uh,
2: But let's talk about how many folks you might have Opened a whole new universe to in their understanding of their family. Is that a regular occurrence in your job?
4: It is, yeah, absolutely, and it's very rewarding too. Uh, you know, the, I suppose you, the people are embracing their um, their ancestors, and you know, I I, I suppose looking back at the stories, there's there's such a wonderful array of stories in their ancestry, things that they never would have expected to find.
2: Anything stick any particularly dramatic event or incident or. Discovery stand out in your mind that when you talk to people also in your business, you go, boy, there was this one time that i
4: well, it's always very upsetting when you look at famine times and when you have to relate to a family that you know they may have lost five or six children. You know, in a in a in a particular home, and that's very hard to relate. That, and you know, sometimes I have I am a mother myself, and sometimes when when I'm researching for others, when I come come across a sad incident, I feel it. And when you're relaying that to you know to somebody you're researching for, you you know you've got to understand that they feel it as well.
2: There was a period in time in Ireland where there were workhouses that charity, actually charity was outlawed in this country, you couldn't give something to someone, and if uh, you were at the end of Europe, I mean really the end of Europe, you went to one of these workhouses where you were separated from your family, you often died there, did those workhouses keep good records?
4: Some of them did, yeah, Um, it it depends, I mean in in Kerry we have records, Uh, in Dublin there are records, but there's a fantastic book that I'd like to recommend for your audience, and it's um, Tracing Your Irish Ancestors by John Grenham. And all the resources for every county in Ireland is done county by county. So if you want to look at your ancestors from Clare and see if there's any workhouse records available, this this book is an excellent um, work tool for a genealogist.
2: And is there an ongoing effort in Ireland to... to uh bring online or, or to catalogue even more information further back or wi- more widespread?
4: There is. There's is a couple of websites in Ireland which are very, very helpful. Now, they are pay-per-view, but they're fantastic. One of them is called www.irishorigins.com. That's very good for tracing. They have a lot of records digitized and there's www.findmypast.ie and on that is um, there are landed estate records and rentals and, uh, you know, petty sessions. So the, you know, oh, petty court sessions. Oh, petty court sessions. Are good. Yeah. And um, actually just this week, um, www.familysearch.org um, has brought on the Tithe Plotmans book, which are land records for Ireland. And um, they're in their Ireland collections. There are six collections for Ireland, and that's a part of them. And so
2: there's a good. constant more accu- re- accumulation of more and more information. Absolutely. So, so maybe you, we have a listener who maybe 20 years ago looked for their roots in Ireland, was unsuccessful. Yeah. It might be worth it taking another look?
4: Without a shadow of a doubt, I would encourage them to take a look, you know, and also just to remember as well. Variant surnames. Sometimes people think if they don't find the correct surname, surname that they haven't found their ancestors. But variant townland spellings, variant sir- surname spellings, you know, take a second look. Very, very, you know, there are you know there are good results to be found by taking a second look.
2: All right, any last piece of advice uh, before I give out your website again?
4: No, I suppose uh, only that I encourage you to, to trace your Irish ancestors and. Um, come to the gathering 2013 and it'll be a welcome here for you from all of us here in County Kerry.
2: Exactly. What better reason to come to Ireland than to trace your ancestors? And even if you don't find them, you're going to have a great time.
4: Absolutely.
2: Rachel Foley is the <laughs> owner of Thank you for An- having me. Thank you, Rachel. It's Rachel uh, Foley is the owner of Ancestors from Ireland. Her website is ancestorsfromireland.ie and she offers she's a professional genealogist. She's got a keen interest in Irish history, culture heritage and comes from a family with a strong tradition of history and genealogy and is from counter uh, from County Kerry, right here where we are sitting. So, uh, I'll post some of the websites that Rachel gave on my uh, Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa, uh, TV show. Uh, in case you missed them, stick around. More Ireland coming up here at the Killarney Park Hotel. Call now
0: to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
2: Hi, folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in The Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance.
0: participate in the program call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: It's 33 minutes after the hour here in Rudy Maxa's world. Nice to have you with me on this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you are with someone you care about or a family you care about or just with friends in the place you need to be. This segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read the newest story in a series of true travel tales and be eligible for a chance to win a new Kindle. Good deal. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from travelers about their experiences. And in this latest, a group charters a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands. But after four days of fun in the sun, the engines quit and the boat begins to take on water. dum 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 You can find out the true story of what happened and, I, it, and have a chance to win a Kindle by visiting TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. As I mentioned, we are coming to you live from the County of Kerry in the Caleri- Killarney Park Hotel in Killarney, Ireland, and this is coming, we are coming up to 2013, the year of the Great Gathering here in Ireland. John Griffin is a a tourism officer right here in Kerry County, and he is coordinating the Gathering 2013 as it relates to uh, Kerry County, and he's handed me a list of 120 things so far, as he says, that will be happening. I see the first thing beginning in March is the Dingle International Film Festival. I see such things as the uh, uh, Cuckoo Walking Festival, I'll ask you about that in a moment. The Gathering of Women in the Media, I'll be here for that. Um, but there was one I saw here when you handed it to me. It was something about bog. What was that about, John? Bog to bog something. Well, the bog village <laughs> and the bog trail. The bog trail, yes. Yeah. What is the bog trail? I mean, it's... high boots?
5: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you have turf or peas in, in the States. But it's, uh, we've quite a lot of it here in Ireland. We do not have much peat in the States, no. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's part of a traditional uh, event where people gather together and go and cut turf. Oh, they're oh, cutting. Yeah. you're actually
2: cutting turf. You're not cut just tromping yeah, through the exactly, bogs. Exactly, you
5: no, know, and part of a lot of the gatherings will involve this activity where you go to the bog, uh, cut a bit of turf, um, set up a traditional little fire, and maybe cook your lunch over the turf, or have a cup of coffee, cup of tea. Now, to an, Am-
2: an American, let me explain this as briefly as I can, because I have seen people cut turf. Turf, cutting turf in Ireland is going to a a bog, where I mean, eons of 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 of, of earth has packed in, and it's cut about about how about six inches or so, maybe. Yeah, maybe nine inches, and then it's dried. And it is very efficient as a heating device, use, using them as logs in a fireplace, or as you say, yes. cooking a meal over it. And there's an art to cutting bogs. There are bog cutters who are very specialized is, yeah. in it. But the, the, apparently you let amateurs do it now and then. Well,
5: that's it. And we can train the visitors when they come how to cut turf. So if they decide to come back and work their holiday, they can do that.
2: Okay. Well, I, I started with the small. Let's let's bring the te- uh, the, the lens back a little and look wide. Okay. We've got the gathering going on in 2013 in Ireland, but each individual town, region, is planning its own events. In other words, there is no one big, you know, one week of the gathering. It's all year, and as you show me in this brochure you just gave me for 2013, it's a continual uh, run of events here in Kerry County.
5: So far, we have 120 different events listed, uh, but they are coming in fast and heavy, so I expect it to top about 200 events. So there will be something happening right through the year, but... The big activity will be from
2: about May to uh, October. And the public's invited to all these events? Certainly. And where can someone go online and check out these events and think, well, if I'm going to yeah. come to County Kerry, this is what I want to, when I want to do it because of this event?
5: If they go on to the gatheringireland.com website, check under Kerry or search under Kerry, they'll see all the events listed there. Or they can email me or the office directly here in Kerry at the Gathering at countykerry.ie.
2: All right. Now, let me give that website again, because it literally is thegatheringireland.com. Correct. So it's www.thegatheringireland.com, and then within that site, you can click to a region that might apply to you or where you want to go, and in this case, it's Kerry where you want to go, yes. right? And you can contact our... We
5: have a full-time gathering office to help people plan their their uh, holiday in Ireland and tie it in with a gathering.
2: And is this the coolest place to come, Kerry?
5: Certainly. I mean, yeah, we have... Yeah, I thought you you'd know, say that, John. Well, most people, you know, if they come to Kerry first, uh, you know, the rest is a... Uh, well, it's it a match met you. down, <laughs> but, but you, not not exactly. But you have virtually everything in Kerry. I mean, we've the lakelands, we have the Coast of scenery, we've Scilly Michael history, and the people of course of Kerry are very unique. It's called the Kingdom County, so it's very special. It's called the Kingdom County. Kingdom County I in see. Irish, Kiri, Kiri, the Kingdom okay. of Kier, Kerry.
2: And I asked this question in the first hour. Let me ask you again: that uh, would you advise between May and October? that visitors make their accommodation plans before they come? I think so. I think it would be wise. Um, but a number of the
5: events that are being organised have accommodation packages attached to them. Ah. For example, we have a very big event uh, in June called Heroes Week, which is for emergency services personnel, police, fire service, Coast Guard of Irish Heritage and their friends. And, uh, you know, accommodations... For that, in three-star hotel, it's little as $50 a night. Really? Yeah. Uh,
2: the, because you have so many B&Bs here.
5: Yes, we've been, but this is a three-star hotel as well, and you can take self-catering as well for... Was it thirty dollars a night? So, I mean, this is part of the what gathering is, package. What is self-catering? Self-catering is like
2: a, a holiday apartment, I suppose you'd call it. I see. Okay, we don't have that phrase in the states. So I wanted <laughs> to ask you to clarify it. Okay, um, John, uh, you also were the project. lead Well, you know what? i We have the. Uh, we have the end of this segment coming up. I'm going to have to say goodbye to you. I'm terribly sorry. I wanted to ask yeah. you a couple other things. But John Griffin is the tourism is a tourism officer with Kerry. County. You can find for it more information about what's happening in The Gathering by going to thegatheringisland.com and check out Kerry County.
0: Rudy Max's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Because Susan switched to GEICO and saved hundreds of dollars on car insurance, her retirement account wants to bake her a chocolate
2: cake. But it can't. It's a retirement account. It doesn't have the upper body strength to lift a cake pan into an oven. Switch to GEICO, and every time you see the savings, you'll
0: know your retirement account wants to bake you a chocolate cake. But remember, it can't. It's a retirement account. It is, however, happy that you're saving money. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go thinking it would get better, but when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story, and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories travel guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance
0: this is a special announcement from lumber liquidators every floor in stock is on sale and it all has to go at our end of year clearance get unheard of clearance deals from just 19 cents a square foot including first quality laminates for up to 47 percent less hardwood up to 48 percent less bamboo flooring up to 22 percent less Plus, get special extended financing. Hurry, sale is going on now. So get to your local store before it's too late. Visit LumberLiquidators.com today for the store near you.
3: Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40. With no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
2: Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in The Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under Sponsors.
0: Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: It's 43 minutes after the hour. I hope you're having a lovely Thanksgiving weekend. I certainly am here in Killarney, Ireland. I'm staying at the Killarney Park Hotel, and I'm actually broadcasting right off the lobby of the Killarney Park Hotel. It's, It's just a beautiful property. It's a member of the leading hotels of the world. And it's uh, a five-star hotel here in Killarney. And uh, my guest is Michelle King, who's the director of sales and marketing here. And the first thing I want to understand, Michelle, is, first of all, I I gather five stars is the highest rating a hotel can receive. Who's doing the rating here?
6: um the ratings are, are dictated by um Falsch Ireland. um so you and know
2: Island is the tourism the domestic tourism arm of irish tourism
6: that's right exactly and um the killarney park would have been um is in its 20th year in business this year and when the hotel opened initially it was a four star hotel And then it went to five star, so it had to go through um, various grading and meet all the criteria that is required for a five star hotel.
2: What are some of the things that you would find in a five star hotel you wouldn't find in a four star?
6: Um, It's, um, you know, various criteria have to be met regarding room size and facility. 24-hour room service, you know, the different menus that would apply, your spa facilities. um, So all those different criteria have to be met and and, um, adhered to to get the five-star grading.
2: This is a pretty swanky hotel. You have a pool here, don't you?
6: We do indeed. We have a lovely pool. Indoors? uh, Indoor pool. We have a lovely outdoor tub. And we have gymnasium and a really nice spa where we use um, Evlam and LMS um, beauty products.
2: And we are sitting here just off the lobby, and a couple, there's a, two sort of adjoining sitting rooms. They're sort of open. Both of them have fireplaces going. That's right. The bar's got a cozy fireplace going.
6: Absolutely. How
2: many of the rooms have
6: fireplaces? Um, we have 10 all together with fireplaces. Wow, nice. And our, our tagline, really, in the Killarney Park is warmth beyond the smile. So um, that very much depicts um, you know, our ethos here um so it's not just about the, the fires burning in the, in the le- reading room in the library and in the lobby. And the bedrooms, it's, um, you know, it's the ethos that is all about what the um, personality of the, whole, the hotel is all about.
2: I know I and uh, the crew have found the staff to be just totally pleasant and charming.
6: Absolutely.
2: You've been in the business 24 years. This hotel group also has uh, a couple other hotels. The Malton, which is right nearby, and sort of a boutique hotel that looks pretty kicky from the fr- from the outside called The Ross. The
6: Ross Hotel, that's I saw right. the lobby
2: at night. It looked yeah, very edgy.
6: Pretty contemporary, absolutely. Very much design-led um, hotel. It's um, absolutely wonderful. Um, property as well. We're very lucky to have three different unique properties right in the heart of Killarney town. We um, kind of offer a village type experience and um, to clients who want to come and if they're looking for something a little bit different we have that offered within three properties.
2: How many rooms here at the Killarney Park?
6: 68 altogether.
2: And are you full in the summer all the time?
6: Yes we would be I mean our, our occupancy you, you were referring earlier, should people book in advance, and we definitely would recommend that. Um, July and August, you know, really busy months here in the hotel. Is
2: it too late to book for next July and August?
6: No, absolutely not. Standard double rate. Um, roughly, roughly, I know roughly it's approximately. Roughly, it, 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 about €300 Euro per night. Okay, so um, that in dollars,
2: that's $360. About that, yeah. And uh, right now we're sort of on the shoulder season, I guess, late November, and what what's a that's standard right. room you, night you, here? That's right,
6: you'll get some really good deals at the moment from anything around €190. Euro. Whoa, um, hello. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, midweek, weekend rates, depending really on, on, on what's happening in town. Um, and you'll get some really good packages as well, you know, to include spa treatments, um, dinner in the park restaurant, so um you know there's plenty of really good deals to be had.
2: I know holiday Inns in medium sized American towns that are charging that much for a night.
6: Yeah. <laughs> and this
2: is no holiday inn. Not that there's anything wrong with holiday inns. Yeah. But they aren't this polished and there's not that this much marble and
6: Yeah, and, uh, and, it, and it is a lovely time to visit Killarney as as you're experiencing yourself, you know, um, Rudy, it's um there there's something happening in Killarney. We're very lucky in that it's a twelve month um destination really for people to come and visit so you can avail of the good ah, deals and it's
2: it's not crowded, you go hiking, you go walking, um Absolutely. restaurant, you walk into a restaurant and yeah. they're happy to see you and they're happy to see you in hotels as well.
6: Absolutely. Are you from here? I'm from Trillie, which is just 20 miles from here so uh, a, a Kerry girl. You're <laughs> yes. a
2: Kerry what does, Kerry what girl. distinguishes in eight words a Kerry girl from an other Irish woman?
6: <laughs> um well as John mentioned earlier Kerry's referred to affectionately as the kingdom so it's um it's uh, you know
2: so all Carrie girls are princesses?
6: <laughs> absolutely. You yes, said was, it in one.
2: Somebody across the room shaking her head here in the lobby going, yeah, that's absolutely true. right?" <laughs> oui. Well, thank you for having uh, hosting us here at the hotel for the radio show, and thank you for letting us broadcast in your lobby.
6: Absolutely. We're absolutely delighted, and thank you for, for um, including us in your itinerary.
2: Hope to see you again.
6: Okay. Thank you, Rudy.
2: Michelle King is the Director of Sales and Marketing here at the Killarney Park Hotel. You can take a look at the rooms and uh, some of the public spaces and check out rates at Killarney. That's K I L L A R N E Y. Killarney Park Hotel. I E. We'll be right back in just a moment. We're going to talk to a guy who's a little worried about how Ireland is losing their thatched roofs on their houses. Don't go away. Hello,
0: To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's world.
2: It's 52 minutes after the hour. Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving day and that your weekend is continuing. Get your feet up and taking it easy by a fire somewhere. I am. I am at the Killarney Park Hotel right near a fireplace. One of two right here off the lobby of the five-star hotel in Killarney Ireland. You know, I was driving here from Dublin. We stopped to have a bite to eat at a little pub in uh, what even the owner calls in the middle of nowhere. It's in the county Leech, which is actually spelled L-A-O-I-S, if you can... Grasp that, the county leach. It's called the Fisherman's Thatched Hut. It's been around forever. Sean Ward is the owner. It's got a thatched roof on it. There are some thatched roof houses in the area in County Leach. And I got to talking to Sean about thatched roofs, which are sort of an iconic thing in Ireland, and he was lamenting the decline. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Sean, Thank you're on you. the show. Hey, now listen, tell me, in County Leech, how many in any given... You mentioned in 1911 there were a certain amount of thatch roofs. And then you told me how many there were today. Can you repeat those numbers for us?
7: No, there were... In 1911, there were 11,700 houses in the county. Of that, over 50% to, uh, was... Um, I, you,
2: you dropped out before I think percent. I Sean, before you dropped out before you uh, said how, what percent of those houses in, in 1911 had thatched roofs. What was the percentage?
7: 50%.
2: Okay, half the houses. 50.2% uh,
7: 50, 50. to be exact.
2: All right, how many houses uh, have thatch roofs hacked. now? How many houses have thatch roofs now?
7: There are 30, house, 30 houses.
2: 30. And are you losing um, a couple each ha- year?
7: No, in the last three years, we lost three houses. That's one a year. Now, one of them was through a fire and uh, the other two were just through neglect. Um, You see, there's a a state law where there's a preservation order on these attached buildings. You can't knock them down. You can't change the roof. um, But you're allowed to let them decay and just, uh, you know, fall away naturally. But once the water gets to the mud walls, they melt. It'll be like an igloo in the, in the sunshine. They just melt away.
2: Now, you feel very passionately that Ireland ought to really work hard to maintain its thatch roofs uh, for historical purposes, touristic purposes, correct?
7: Correct. Now, for historical purposes, most people with Irish blood in their veins, their ancestors would have come from a mud wall, uh, straw thatched roof building. Now, some of the uh, people would feel that the thatched cottage was a symbol of poverty. It wasn't necessarily so. There were hovels, you know, but there also would be fine um, thatched buildings where the reasonably. Uh, what we would call respectable, wealthy farmer lived. And then there would be people much more prosperous would have two-storey thatch buildings. But um, one of the symbols of Ireland now, as you know, the shamrock, but also in their advertising brochures, it would be the thatch cottage. But um, sadly, they're declining, and to see there's one quite close to us, and to see it just melt away is so sad.
2: Why are people letting them decline?
7: Um, I think, I suppose, lack of interest, lack of caring, probably our Celtic Tiger period, you know, people hadn't time to look at things like that. Now that we're in recession, maybe we're looking at them a little bit better, because I was on our, one of our own national radio programs, and I was to be on for about three or four minutes, and then we took up the whole program uh, with people ringing in about their uh, problems with thatched buildings.
2: Well, I know that truth can be very so, efficient for heating and cooling, but are they expensive to maintain?
7: No, um, they would be well, for heating, it would be twice, maybe three times, because if we insulated the roof, we would affect the flow of uh, air circulating uh, through the roof and the uh, straw would rot much quicker. And also with mud walls, it's very um, uh, very difficult to dry, dry line these walls and you have to let them breathe. You know, it's, uh, you could say the, the house is a living thing, you know they 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 have to breed like we breed otherwise they'll just rot and decay
2: right we only have about 30 but seconds also, left
7: yeah but the uh, also the insurance is very expensive ah. it's more than double what it is most of the attached buildings aren't insured
2: in the 30 seconds we have left, Sean, you would like the government to do something, tax breaks or subsidies to keep thatch roof, am I correct? We,
7: we, would like some, we would like some support. Now, commercial buildings will get absolutely no support, and yet we're expected to, shall we say, entertain the tourists and show them around. But we pay double what our competitors pay in maintenance.
2: All right, well, sign me up for that petition for keeping thatched roofs around, won't you, Sean?
7: I will indeed. You'll be the first golfer of signing.
2: Sean Ward is the owner of Fisherman's Thatched Inn. If you happen to be in the Midlands near County Leach, you can find out where his pub is. It's on one of the oldest roads in Ireland. The website is the fishermans Dot com. I want to give my thanks to the Killarney Park Hotel here in uh, Killarney, Belte, Ireland, a uh, domestic tourism portion of Tourism Ireland, especially to Daniel Favier. Uh, my guide and driver, Ronan Ganter, for getting Gantor for getting me here safely and getting me home safely. My engineer in Ireland has been Aidan Lonigan And Jeff Riders, my engineer in the United States, Anna Schofield's executive producer. I'm Rudy Max. I hope to see you here same time, same station next weekend.